Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Eyes West. This is Dick Crawford, and today's introduction was from today's guest, Katie Griffin-Ross from Greater San Antonio, Texas. Katie and I have trained in the same network for many years and have a very similar approach to the real estate business. That's why I trust her implicitly. Today's episode is a wonderful opportunity to get to know Katie in the area she serves. If you would like a formal introduction, simply contact me or your local agent. We will hook you up and stay in contact. And as a quick side note, when searching for the Eyes West podcast, use all one word, Eyes West. So thank you for being on the program today, Katie. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's good to have you with us. Let's jump right in. If you would, take 30 seconds. Where are you in your real estate career today? Well, I'm 21 years in. I am a third-generation realtor, and I specialize in the San Antonio, Texas, and surrounding areas market. I'm uh, 100% by referral, so I build my business and work with the best people. I specialize in residential real estate, but I have also helped clients expand their real estate investments as well as my own personal real estate investments. I'm currently on the board of directors for our local association, which offers me knowledge and a voice in the up-and-coming issues and trends in our market. And I am also consistently in the top 10 rematch realtors in San Antonio. And this year, I've been in the top 20 rematch realtors for two different quarters for the state of Texas. So you are deep into it, and you're giving back a little bit, too. That's wonderful. Let's get a brief profile on how you work. What is your approach to the business of real estate? Well, my goal is to exceed my clients' expectations, both with education and with knowledge. I was blessed to be mentored by my mother for many years. She and I worked together for about 12 years, and she taught me to build my business by referral and to treat our clients as if they're our family. So we use the tagline, Power of Family, because many of our clients really have become that integral to our family relationships. Mm, That's wonderful. That's one of the benefits of working by referral. As realtors, we wear a lot of different hats. Describe one of your favorite hats to wear while you're working with a client. I would say probably super sleuth. I like hunting and searching for inventory that isn't currently on the market that meets my client's needs so we can help them to get into a home, especially in today's competitive environment. And briefly, how do you help your clients feel comfortable and engaged in the process? When I'm looking at a house, especially with buyers, I will point out everything that I see so they don't think that I'm there just for a sale. They realize that I am there to help them along in the transaction and not to pull any wool over their eyes. I am their eyes and ears and helping on in their best interest. It puts them at ease when they're in a partnership and they don't have to feel like they have to defend themselves with their own agent. Exactly. As a brief preface to our conversation, to our program today, give me three things you want our listeners to learn and remember from the program. Well, my mom taught me that you don't have to shovel sunshine. So we have great weather nine months of the year in San Antonio. And the other three months of the year, we really like our air conditioners. San Antonio has had a very steady appreciation rate. Slow and steady has always been our speed for many, many years. Uh, In the past few years, we've seen a more impressive appreciation, but due to the steady appreciation, when we have had slumps in our market in other areas, we don't drastically swing as the national market may. 
we're very low on inventory. We have a very fast-paced market, very competitive for buyers, and we have to put our best foot forward with aggressive terms in favor of the seller to be chosen as the winning bid. I like to educate my clients on what the options are to strengthen their offer and let them decide based on their level of interest in that particular property what they would like to offer. Because of our weather, we can be outside and enjoy all the culture and experiences that San Antonio has to offer all year long. San Antonio has really upped their game in being a contender for young professionals and retirees. The expansion of our river walk in recent years has brought farmer's markets, biking, river taxis, museums, fantastic restaurants, and just a more active lifestyle has been uh, very much on the city government's agenda for several years now. So they've expanded linear parks and created trails and paths for walking and biking and hiking, and it's really changed how we live day to day and what we do to entertain and to exercise here in San Antonio. If anybody wants to learn more about what's going on in San Antonio or general ideas about their house, I have a podcast as well that's called Your House, Your Home, and it's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, many of the major areas. So there's a lot going on, and you've got a good way for people to learn a little bit more about it with your podcast. That's very cool. If I'm looking at the map, how do you describe the geographic area that you serve? I'm mostly north-central San Antonio. That's where my office is located. I will go out to northwest San Antonio, as well as Bernie area, Spring Branch, Bulverde, Shirt, Cibolo, New Braunfels. I kind of cover north north area of San Antonio, getting into Center City, Alamo Heights, Terrell Hills, Olmos Park. Once we start getting south of town down to Floresville or Lavernia, I would rather refer that out. And what's the area like? What can one expect in in the greater San Antonio area? We have 11 universities and college campuses here in the area, and we also have a Culinary Institute of America and the University of Texas Health Science Center. We have three active military bases and two training facilities for the military as well. Many are familiar with our Riverwalk in the Alamo as iconic forest attractions. And within the last decade or so, the Riverwalk has been expanded to include both the Museum Reach and the Mission Reach. They've added water taxis as well as uh, beautifully landscaped areas all along the river. Um, Our Parks and Recreation Department is currently working on creating a linear pathway of bike and running trails that's going to connect around the entire city, and I believe it's going to be 65 miles of greenways, just a linear path around the city. San Antonio is also a year-round golf destination. It's currently 65 degrees and beautifully sunny outside right now, so uh, my mom always said you don't have to shovel sunshine. There's 33 (laughs) golf courses, including nine municipal courses. According to my father-in-law, they are fantastic. According to your father-in-law. So there you go. There's, yes. a, there's a recommendation right there. Sounds like a golfer in the family. Speaking of golfing, what are some popular activities that people can enjoy during the year? Well, we have the largest indoor rodeo each February in San Antonio. Typically, it's about 1.5 million visitors to the fairground, and it takes 6,000 volunteers or so to pull it off. It's a huge fundraiser to provide scholarships for students that are in FFA or 4-H clubs that have spent their year raising different animals and livestock, and they have an auction at the end of it that provides scholarship money for those kids. They've awarded over $223 million of scholarships, grants, those kinds of things since 1984. So 
that's a huge event in our area. Uh, Fiesta is another event that San Antonio is known for. started back in the late 1800s, and it's now a 17-day party around our city. Uh, there's 100 or so events that are run by volunteers, and most of those are also fundraisers for nonprofit. So we have parades, live music, parties, uh, celebrations throughout our area. And uh, lastly, I would say our San Antonio Spurs. Our Spurs are five-time champions, and the last time was in 2014. So black and silver runs deep, and if you come to San Antonio, it's quite likely you will soon be yelling, Go Spurs, go! (laughs) (laughs) Go Spurs, go! And in a rodeo town like that, that's that's an awesome name. I was wondering about that all through the years, is uh, the significance of the... uh, of the name Spurs, and obviously it's Texas, but uh, now I understand it's um, a lot more tied to the fact that you've got a world-class rodeo going on every year. We do, and as an interesting side note, our Spurs actually play in the same venue that the rodeo is held in. So the Spurs go on their rodeo road trip every February so that we can have the rodeo while they're gone, and they bring in all of the dirt and all of the necessities to have a rodeo inside the same venue that the Spurs play in. And then they clean it up for the Spurs to come home and play basketball. Holy cow. Every year. That's, uh, yeah, the, the wood floors are actually removed, and um, they truck in a bunch of dirt, and they make it radio ready, and then they truck out the dirt and put the floors back down. Tell me one thing that you love about your city and why. What's a, what's a personal preference? San Antonio is a very laid-back We sometimes call it manana mentality, which in Spanish means tomorrow. We'll get to it tomorrow. We enjoy patio dining most of the year. This past December, I mean this past Sunday, which is late in December, we had just had delightful brunch on a local restaurant patio, and our weather lends itself to enjoying the outdoors for a majority of the year. Um, On the opposite side of the weather, we also believe it's freezing if the weather gets below 65 degrees. (laughs) <laughs> so we will have heaters on and fires going, and quite likely by the afternoon we may need our air conditioner on to finish the fire, but um, <laughs> we are known to have all four seasons within a few hours. So you just have to be on your toes with the weather around here. I like the location of San Antonio because for the most part we're just out of reach of major weather. We're just a bit too far inland for hurricane force winds. We're just a bit too far south for tornadoes mostly. Also just a bit too central for earthquakes, though we do have one fault line that I'm aware of in our area. We do from time to time have some wildfires on the outskirts of our area, but nothing like California experiences. Um, Every now and then we'll have some flash floods because a lot of our subterrane is limestone. And so when we get a lot of rain at one time, it takes a little bit for it to dissipate. About once a decade, we get a blip of snow, and our entire city shuts down. We don't know what to do with that. We don't drive in that. We are not good at that. The meteorologists will even encourage citizens to stay home if able and don't go out and drive. It's not worth the risk because we're, we're not capable. You must be a cousin of Southern California to some degree because <laughs> we're the same way. We get, a, we get a drizzle on the streets, and everybody just goes crazy. It's, it's one of the dangers of living in a place that's got a great climate. So that sounds like that's what your city is all about, is an awesome climate, which, of course, lends itself to all those different things you were talking about, all the, all the annual events and being able to, to dine outdoors and, and such. 
What are the top three or four reasons people are relocating to San Antonio? Well, compared to many areas of the country, you can get a lot of bang for your buck in San Antonio. Our median home price is just under 250 and we have an average home price of just under 300 So when you're looking at what you can get and where you can enjoy living and not have a very large cost of living, San Antonio is a great place. We also have very uh, a lot of military active and retired in our area. And this helps our market to keep moving and helps to stabilize our real estate economy. Even when other sectors may be suffering, our military keeps us moving here. San Antonio Economic Development has really done a great job of expanding our employment sectors over the past 20 years. When I was growing up, we had a military and medical-centric city, and that was all we were about. Today, we have major headquarters here for financial services, medical facilities, hospitality, manufacturing, education. We've really diversified a lot, and that's helped to strengthen our market. So cost of living, I would say, is one of the the main reasons people move here. And the employment outlook is something that gives them permission to move there. They like it for the climate and the housing affordability, but, you know, we need to put food on the table. So there's sounds like the employment outlook has improved quite a bit over the years. It has, definitely. Uh, when they opened Culinary Institute of America here, we expanded our restaurant industry, and we have cutting-edge dining experiences all around the San Antonio area. Um, we have an ever-growing need for nurses because we have so many uh, medical facilities here. It's a very in-demand skill set. They just announced yesterday that Amazon will be expanding their operations and facilities here, and they're going to be bringing 1,500 new jobs in the coming year. The economic development has also focused on enticing tech companies to come to the area. So we continue to attract large established companies as well as small startups. Uh, We've had Dura Software, Moki Mobility, Reactive, Slidewave uh, all move to our area. Several large regional employers include our homegrown grocery store, HEV, which everybody loves. They're a great community partner. They employ about 76,000 people, um, and they have 340 stores in Texas and Northeast Mexico. And then one of our fast food chains, Whataburger, which has expanded outside of Texas but is still true to the hearts of Texans, uh, they employ employ about 31,000 people. USAA is also headquartered here, and they employ about 16,000 people. So there's a good diversity of businesses, um, not just in business categories, or excuse me, not just in different industries, but in categories of size, uh, homegrown businesses and international businesses. Uh, so you've got something for, for professionals and families of all natures. Is, is that a fair assumption? Absolutely. That's a good mix. That's a very good mix. What does a new resident do to get involved in the community? What kind of opportunities are there, you know, beyond the standard Rotary Club or church groups and such? What what else is available to them? Um, Like I mentioned, the rodeo and fiesta are both volunteer-driven events throughout our city. So getting involved in community is intrinsic in most of our citizens. Obviously, the Rotary and 4-H organizations, United Way, all those kinds of things, but we have a need all year long for these different events. So because the rodeo is so large and because Fiesta is so large, it's an annual training and planning and getting ready for the next year. It's not one time, one month type thing. 
getting to know others and getting involved in any type of event that benefits the community is an easy thing to do in San Antonio. There's so many committees that you could become a member of. You know, if you want to be on an auction committee or a barbecue committee, I have several clients that are participating in barbecue committee, which I'm a fan of being a taste tester for them. Um, (laughs) Lions Club puts out chairs for the parades and sells tickets to the parades for Fiesta. You know, Alzheimer's Association benefits from the Fiesta Run to Remember. Uh, Morgan's Wonderland is an interesting thing here. It's an all-ability entertainment facility, particularly for uh, children with needs that are either in a wheelchair or some other sensory or other needs that they may not be able to participate at an amusement park. This is for them to have that experience and that, that benefit. That's wonderful, making it, act, making it accessible for everybody. A local home builder here, his daughter is a special needs child, and she is Morgan. That's her name, and so he named it after her. You know, he wanted a place that anybody could come and anybody could be entertained and anybody could enjoy. It's been his labor of love in, in his uh, love for his child. love hearing stories like that. Let's, let's talk for a moment about growth. How are regional services keeping up? And and I don't know if we've talked a lot about growth itself, but w- what about growth in the San Antonio area and how are services responding? So our infrastructure has historically had a hard time keeping up with our growth, though there's several projects in the making right now that are almost completed or will be completed in the next couple of years that's going to drastically improve our traffic flow and our commute times. You know, there's several tollways and high occupancy lanes and uh, interchanges that are going to be finished in the next few years that are really going to help out. Uh, The airport, which used to be on the outskirts of town, is now smack dab in the middle of the city. Um, How that happens, right? The city just grew north and San Antonio's airport was there already, so it got encompassed. Um, they recently announced that they have the growth capabilities and facilities in their current location for a minimum of the next 20 years. Convenient location is fantastic for most people who need to commute in and out by air. Pre-COVID, restaurants were booming, and we had lots of new and exciting cuisines to try on a regular basis, thanks to the Culinary Institute. Healthcare is an interesting sector in San Antonio's. When I was a child, South Texas Medical Center was the epicenter of education, training, cutting-edge technology. All of the doctors and hospitals were located in the medical center. In the past 25 years or so, the medical community has expanded out, and they have offices throughout our metropolitan area. So the education and training is still top-notch, and the military has recognized the benefit of partnering with our medical community for their training. So Fort Sam Houston has a hospital that used to be called Brook Army Medical Center, and it was renamed San Antonio Military Medical Center, and it's an academic medical center for the Department of Defense, and it's their largest facility. It's also their only level one trauma center, so you will have many soldiers that are in dire conditions that are brought in by life flight for life-saving or life-altering treatment, uh, but they also partner with local medical doctors that their training or you know, some of our local doctors are training them. just depends on what they need. Um, we also have education. Uh, as far as education, we have the University of Texas Health Science Center, cutting-edge medical professional training for both uh, doctors and dentists. 
So you have a lot of training going on in San Antonio, and that's a natural feeder for, for the industry in the area, whether it's restaurants or healthcare or anything in between. I, I always say at this portion of the program, I always make the quip that retirees just want internet, healthcare, and a good airport. And I think I might add good weather and good restaurants to that list. <laughs> yes. but, and if, if it was on that list, then San Antonio is your place. So that's, that's all good because it seems to be supporting the area, and that's what's important. So many areas have some fast growth, and services aren't keeping up for one reason or another. But it sounds like San Antonio doesn't have that problem. Now they don't. They're, they're making progress now. I will say historically that has been an issue. Well, there's nothing like progress. We can Google all the cost of living comparisons we want, but just as a little touchstone, what's the cost of a gallon of gas right now? Buck uh, eighty five is what I paid two days ago. You are killing me! No kidding. <laughs> the the national average is somewhere around two twenty or so. A buck eighty five could be. A buck eighty five. The national car of Texas is also either an SUV or a truck. So we got to keep it affordable, right? There you go. Okay. Okay. Very good. But we'll we'll pay a buck eighty five for a, a gallon of water, and you get to run <laughs> your car on it. That's pretty good. What about what about property taxes? Are a big deal in California, and they do vary quite a bit around the West. What's your property tax rate? How does that work? That's probably one of the negatives. I will say there are so many positives about San Antonio. Most buyers coming from out of state do think that we have property taxes on the higher side. Our school district's the number one taxing entity for any property. So we have 17 different school districts in the San Antonio area. So it really depends on which school district you're in as to what your tax rate would be. I'd say for, for guesstimate's sake, usually 2.7% for every $1,000 evaluation. So if you're looking at a $500,000 home, you're looking at roughly $13,000 for annual taxes. There are exemptions you can apply for to help alleviate some of that tax burden. You can have a homestead exemption, over 65 exemption, disabled veteran exemption. We even have agricultural exemptions. We don't have a state income tax. So Texas chooses property tax as their primary income producer for the government. Our taxes are assessed on January 1st. Then you have the right to appeal the assessed value based on recent sales in the area. Many times helped my clients with their appeal for their taxes and try and get those lowered. But if you're building a house here and it's just dirt on January 1st, you're assessed on dirt for the entire year. And then they'll reassess the next year. If you have 50% of a house, you're assessed on that 50% of a house for the next year. So whatever status you're at on January 1st is what you're assessed. And to your point about the, the high property taxes, it's a, it's a compensation, if you will, for the, for the zero uh, income taxes. Correct. And, uh, the money has to come from somewhere, people. It's got to right. come from somewhere. Uh, Southern California cities have an average home price range from about $700,000 to a million dollars, depending upon what city you're in up and down the coast. I'm curious, what's the median or average home price in San Antonio? We're a little different than California. <laughs> um, our average is just under 300000 so 290 ish is our average. For that price, you're looking at three-bedroom, two-bath, probably around 1,900 square feet, uh, though we're very low on inventory right now. You're probably looking at less than a quarter of an acre for that size home. Depending on age, the older the home, the more land you get. They're making the lots a lot smaller these days. 
we are um, having multiple offers, lots of competition. So for this price point, you can expect to be in competition with others. I recently worked with a seller on a home that was on an acre, and it had a pool. It did need some updating, but it had a detached garage and a tennis court that also needed to be redone, and that sold for 326000 to a military veteran with a large family. That's probably slightly an anomaly because there's not many acre track of homes that are that close into the city center. That's kind of a little nugget of an area. But, you know, that veteran and his large family got a really nice house. And But overall, a very good bang for the buck, if you will, in San Antonio. Yeah. Definitely. And, and one of the big things for Southern Californians and anybody coming from a big city is the size of the lot that's available in that price range. What about, uh, what about new construction? Is new construction meeting demand in the area or is it having a tough time? Um, our builders are doing their best to keep up with demand, but because of the lack of inventory in our resale market, the new construction market is also seeing the effects. A lot of new construction properties in the three hundred dollars to $350,000 price point, but the materials cost is driving up the cost of construction, right? We do have very affordable labor in our area, so that helps out with our construction costs. Um, I tell buyers right now, if you don't want to get into a multiple offer situation, new construction is probably your, your way to go for the most part. That's going to be where you don't have to compete with other buyers. There's a big draw with new construction for a lot of different reasons, and that, that's a very good one. It is having a difficult time throughout the West meeting demand because there, uh, there is such growth in a lot of outlying areas. I think they've, we've had a historical glut of not having enough inventory for so many years right now that it's finally all coming to a head, coming to a boiling point. That's a very good observation. And then you throw the low cost of money onto the fire and you have an inferno. Right. How can you help an out-of-town buyer with new construction? I always tell them, I'm your eyes and ears. So I visit the property regularly. I attend all the construction meetings. Whether they're in town or not is what I do. I also can video conference with them if they can't make it to the house. I highly recommend that they have phase inspections throughout the construction process so that we have another set of eyes on the property. As good as some of our superintendents are, they're not putting their eyeballs on every project that is being completed. And so I just want somebody going back behind them and making sure that everything was done as it should be for new construction. Can a buyer find a rental for a few months before they buy if they you know, come into town with their house already sold or if they're waiting for their, for their new house to be completed, can they rent for a few months? Um, it's easier for them to find a furnished short-term rental than it is to find something that's not furnished and be able to put their own furnishings in. But it also depends on the time of year. If they're looking for a short-term rental in our regular rental market, the winter months are winter, you know, 65-degree winter months are slower for <laughs> rentals. <laughs> so um, depending on the time of year, they may be able to get an owner to agree to a shorter term. That's encouraging because a lot of times there's just a minimum of 12 months. What two or three things should an out-of-area buyer consider when looking to buy in San Antonio? A lot of people that end up in San Antonio come here on military assignment, and they end up loving it so much that they either stay or retire here. Many of them that retire here do so because of the military medical facilities. 
we have a large population of multi-generational living, families with, you know, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa living under the same roof. We'll have a lot of floor plans that have two bedrooms on the main floor. When consumers are looking for areas to relocate, a few of the things that bring them San Antonio are our lack of snow and the fact that we shut down when we do have it, the affordability of housing, and also the, the diverse employment opportunities. I would say in preparing for any move, whether it's San Antonio or anywhere else, it's a good idea to ask your realtor for a good recommendation for a local lender who can help guide you through the process. I prefer to have a buyer orientation meeting and discuss you know, expectations and what's to come and the order of the steps of the transaction so that they know what they are to be expecting. Uh, getting to know the area I think is also very important. If you have the time or ability, make a trip down to familiarize yourself with the city. In today's COVID times, that's not always an option. So I've sold several homes this year sight unseen by the buyer except by video conference because they couldn't come for travel restrictions. You know, the process of elimination is just as important as the process of selection. So knowing what you don't want can help your agent find what you do want and what's a great fit for you. Boom. That is great advice. We're going to leave it right there, Katie. I tell you, I just love spending time with the agents in our network and learning more about the areas they represent and about them as people and as agents. And certainly today's call was no exception. Thank you so much for being on the program today. I, I just really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. This has been fun. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Katie Griffin Ross from Greater San Antonio, Texas. She, of course, as you can tell, is an experienced and personable professional ready to help you land on both feet in the Greater San Antonio area. If you would like me to introduce you formally, please feel free to contact me or your local agent, and we will be happy to hook you up. And, of course, Katie will be happy to consult with you. To understand the real value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource, down at the bottom of the list at number one. I make a few points in that talk, and the most important one is the value of relationships. When searching for Eyes West, be sure to enter it as one word, Eyes West. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout California who can help in areas outside my expertise. That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, be good, be well, be safe.